0: If you Google for the quickest ways to grow your revenue, you're likely to find tips like increase your prices or acquire more new customers or add additional products and services to what you're already selling. But when I was trying to grow my business, when I first started it in 2014, I took a completely different approach, probably the most counterintuitive approach to building a business, and it ended up paying off big time. So not only did it work for me, but then I went on to use it for hundreds of my clients. And some people have grown 500% a year. Other people have grown up to 2,300% in less than six months. And I'm going to share with you on today's episode how we made that happen. You're listening to the People Over Profit Podcast. Hi, I'm Justine Beauregard. Since 2008, I've helped scale multiple businesses to seven, eight, and nine figures by focusing on quality connections, not vanity metrics. For decades, we've been taught to believe that business is just a numbers game, but really it's a relationships game. Gone are the days of prioritizing money over our missions and the people that our businesses are built to support. I created this podcast because I want you to make a difference in the world without feeling like you have to sacrifice your income or your integrity to do it. We're going to get real here, covering everything from sales to marketing, branding, audience building, systems, leadership, mindset, and everything in between. Think of this podcast and me as a business coach in your pocket, a place you can turn to whenever you want to feel inspired, be challenged, learn something new, or hear different perspectives about life and business. If you're building a business that puts people first, you belong here. Now, let's spend some quality time Together. The key and sort of the through line to this entire episode is about doing less better. So, what I'm going to share with you today, and frankly, what I intend with every episode of this podcast, is to keep an open mind as you hear advice or feedback or ideas and be mindful. That these are meant to adjust with you. They're meant to be able to adapt to fit your specific business and your goals and your personality and your skills and strengths as an entrepreneur. I find that our culture has been so pre-programmed for the silver bullet solution and the blueprinted model for success that we will listen to things and take them as gospel. We will do them exactly as they're outlined, even if we're miserable in the process, which is why I find coaching to be so important because it allows you to have someone come in and evaluate what about you? requires or demands a shift to the strategy that you're using to be more effective. I also know that not everyone can afford coaching. Not everyone can afford a program, even if it's only, like mine, $149 a month. So I want you to think about this with an open and creative mind, okay? As you listen to this, I want you to envision yourself sitting down across the table from me, hearing these things that I've done, and asking yourself, what fits me? What doesn't fit me and why? How can I do the same thing, but in a slightly different way? How can I adjust this to see results? And when you do these types of almost self-coaching exercises, and especially if you've never done it before, there's probably going to be a little bit of a learning curve a little bit of you trying to learn how to get comfortable doing this and how to answer these questions fully and honestly and also as you adjust these strategies to fit you without someone coming in who knows how to do that already just expect that there will be more trial and error this is part of the process okay i've said it before but marketing is a nine-letter word for test You're probably going to break these models as you learn to adapt and grow them to fit your business, and that's natural. That's actually the expected, okay? The unexpected would be if you adapted these or used them as is, and instantly they clicked with you, connected with you, they worked just as is, you got amazing results off the bat with no trial and error. So no one, no matter how good they are, are going to be able to promise you zero trial and error. I can't even prevent trial and error in my business and I've gotten pretty good at this kind of thing. So there's always going to be a period of learning and growth in all of this. And I just want to share that because sometimes it's helpful to hear. We know it, but we don't remember it. We don't keep it top of mind. And I like these types of disclaimers because it makes you feel okay about yourself that, yeah, that didn't work right away, but I'm still working it. I'm still willing to hang in there and see what will work. I'm willing to put in the effort and the time and to show up and believe that there is a solution for me, and I will find it inevitably. Okay, So with that, the first thing that I did to grow my revenue quickly was really simple. It was just get people results. (laughs) I know that sounds kind of crazy, kind of simple, But you'd be surprised how many people are focused on the sales side more than the fulfillment side, especially when you're starting a business and you want to make money. I get it, okay? You want someone to pay for something, but the minute they say yes, the minute they actually deposit that money into your bank account, your brain should be alerted to go, I got to fulfill exactly what I promised them. I have to deliver an exceptional service here. I have to give them the exact product that they were looking for in the best ways. Now, this is counterintuitive because what we're programmed to believe and think when someone buys something from us is great. That was a success. Now, on to the next person. Instead of thinking, great, great. How can I surprise and delight this person? How can I double the impact that I said I was going to have on them? How can I over deliver on these services? How do I make sure that they're extremely happy to the point where they go and tell five people how great their experience working with me was or how much of a return on an investment they were able to get? Okay, when you do this, people talk. And the more people talk, the more organically your business will grow few of us actually have to market to be successful, especially if you sell higher ticket. Okay, so if you do a good job and have an amazing fulfillment or service delivery model, you are going to naturally get referral clients, right? You want to be in integrity with what you sell. Have an offer that does what it says it's going to do, maybe even more so. And be surprisingly supportive. Be focused on the effectiveness that you're giving people. The more you can minimize the amount of effort and time it takes them to get where they want to go, the better it's going to be for your business. Okay, part of selling is fulfillment. It is the experience they receive on the back end of that transaction. And it will always be the offer that sells itself that is the easiest offer to sell because you don't want to have a bad or a subpar product or offer or service and have to do hard work to get it into the hands of more people. What you want to do is have an amazing offer that you can get into the hands of one or two people who will go out and tell their friends and tell their network and have an amazing experience and come back and ask for more from you, that is how you organically build a sustainable business model. It's like the example that you've maybe heard before about the pizza shop. The person who learns to perfect their pizza and make the best, most delicious sauce and crust and perfect blends of cheeses and spices, and they sell that pizza and they only really market to one or two people and it spreads like wildfire through the grapevine, all word of mouth, friends, family members, people start coming in, they're not doing any marketing while the pizza shop next door is selling pizza that tastes like cardboard but they spend a thousand dollars a month on mailers and they go out and hit every neighborhood yeah they're top of mind but repeat customers are probably going to be minimal their spend every month is going to have to increase to sustain that customer load while next door there's an amazing pizza shop that doesn't have to do any marketing or selling hardly at all So this is what I did. And for the first five years of my business, I built my business on referrals. And when I got into a company or told someone that I could do something for them, I stood by my word and made it happen, even if it cost me money. I took that as a paid lesson, right? If I said I was going to help them make their investment back and I thought I could do it in three months, I sold them an offer that allowed us up to six months And I internally made that commitment that if they didn't make their money back in six months, I would work with them for seven, eight, nine, whatever it took to make sure that I fulfilled my promise to them. This is part of the reason why I never guarantee people that they will make their money back. I don't focus on making their investment back. I focus on transferring the skill sets that I know are going to pay them dividends for many years to come. Same thing when I started my consulting business. If I told them I was going to write their business plan by Friday and it was Thursday at 3 p.m. and it wasn't done, I would sit there until it was done. I would be up all night. I would wake up early. I would push through. If I got it the week before and I needed to, I would work weekends. I would do whatever I had to do to honor my commitment and make sure that they had an exceptional product when it was done that they didn't just receive a business plan. They received a great one. They loved it. It was exactly what they had asked for. They felt like they were heard and their thoughts were incorporated into the plan. And I did not stop until it was formatted correctly. It was checked for typos. I have very high standards of fulfillment and delivery with my customers. And Part of this even goes into the conversations that I have with my clients about setting standards in your business. So think about what is most important to you, what's aligned with your values as a company. Is it that you want to meet deadlines? Is it that you want to deliver the highest quality products and services? Where do your sacrifices come into play? Where are your non-negotiables? Is it more important that you hit a deadline or that you have high quality? For me, it was both, but truthfully, the quality was more important than the deadline, which is why I would overestimate the amount of time it would take me so I could almost guarantee hitting the deadline and focus on the quality of producing something. And if that meant that I needed to pay someone at the final hour or bring in additional help or resources or do more research, I was willing to do that because the money and the profit was never as important as the quality of service or what I was delivering to that customer. Now, the second thing that I did to really grow my revenue was to do more for the clients I already had, not less for more clients I didn't yet have. So what I was focused on was increasing the lifetime value of my customers and really lasering in on what they were needing so that I could have that repeat business from them and get those referrals from them. And this skyrocketed my growth. Because when I took on one client, for instance, I used to offer website audits. And I charged $1,000 when I was starting out as a consultant. So I would go to their website, and I would build out these audits. And they were like 20 plus pages long, Fully detailed descriptions of each category, ratings in every category, and I would go through their website and find several different things across their website that needed improvement. And when I delivered this website audit, when it was complete, I would say, if you would like me to fix these things or make these improvements for you, I will credit you the amount of money that you paid for this website audit toward those services to make those changes. So... I would typically charge $500 a page to optimize their SEO, for example, and they would have six pages on their website. So that's a $3,000 investment. I'd say for two grand, I will do all of these changes for you on the SEO side, right? And this was very efficient because number one, I was really good at structuring and wireframing pages and optimizing for SEO. I had a process for that, which made it very a very good hourly rate for me to charge. And number two, I streamlined the website audit process. So it was almost like a high ticket lead magnet. So the website audit was actually a pre-done template, and it only took me a couple of hours to complete because I built a framework around how to do that. So what seemed like it would take me days to complete only took me a few hours because I invested weeks up front creating a template and a process that would deliver this beautiful, totally comprehensive website audit for minimal effort the more I did them. It's the same concept you've probably heard before about a plumber goes to someone's house and they charge $1,000, but the part that they're using to fix the sink is only 99 cents. What they're charging for is their expertise. What they're charging for is their thoughtfulness and their skill set and knowing exactly what to fix and how in the shortest amount of time. And people are willing to pay you for that. So when people say yes to you, over deliver, go for the upsell increase that lifetime value of a customer. That is going to make you so much more money and it will allow you to take a step back from the marketing so you can over deliver and serve those customers really well so they bring you even more of them. Okay, so the third thing that I did to really build my revenue in that first year of business was building deeper relationships with the people that I was serving and meeting and connecting with. So instead of more connections, better connections, deeper connections. Having a running list of people that I had recently met and notes about them and a process for checking in on them and caring about them and calling them and making sure that they felt supported, even if it was six months or a year after we had met. Just checking in. Anyone that I had served before, anyone who had paid me for anything, hey, how's it going? I've been thinking about your business. Hope everything is going well. Hey, I saw this article and thought of you. Hey, I just got an email from you. It was awesome. Hey, I just saw your social media post. Oh my gosh, so brilliant. I hope you're doing well. Now you're becoming top of mind and you make them feel cared about and seen. Even if someone has never been a customer and they never plan to be, someone who is feeling the way that that makes people feel, seen, heard, appreciated, like a real person, they may never decide to work with you, but that great relationship will probably end up in them talking about you with friends them introducing you to someone that they know who might need your services them just becoming a good friend of yours them being thankful for you them sharing your content commenting on your social media posts engaging with your stuff really deepening that connection because guaranteed when you meet someone they probably know someone or know someone who knows someone who would be a great customer for you, who would be able to contribute to your revenue growth and your company growth and all of those things. And the last thing that I did that was sort of uncharacteristic of other business owners that I had met or even mentored under or worked with at the same like peer level that were in the same circles as me was asking for more upfront like referrals and revenue, and then also asking often. So a lot of times what happens is we meet someone and they're really struggling and that is the time where they are prepared to invest the most amount of money in something. They have bad skin, they are overweight, they're miserable in their job, their business is failing, like this is the time where they need the most amount of help. So selling them a packaged offer, something that's going to help them beyond just one simple task or offer, some simple thing that's going to get them just a little bit further along is a smart idea. So when I first started out, I was writing business plans for people, marketing plans. And I would say, hey, if I write this business or marketing plan for you and you want to kind of blend it with the implementation of some of the things that I'm probably going to recommend, I'm happy to do that at a discount. Here's what that would look like. And a lot of the time, people would say yes to that because what they really wanted was a done-for-you solution. That's why they were hiring me to begin with when they just said i only want the website audit that's when i would come up with that post sale package that upsell offer that hey i did the website audit for you now we can fix these things what are your thoughts right so early and often because sometimes they won't say yes right away sometimes they want to sort of evaluate the quality of the deliverables that you're giving them sometimes they just don't have the budget for it sometimes they're just you know they've been burned before and they have some stigma around hiring people or hiring help especially in the services industry or they've tried a bunch of products if you sell products and they haven't worked but they sounded great so it's really just about navigating those situations The same thing with asking for referrals. So a lot of times people wait until you're done working with someone to ask them for the referral. I didn't do that. As soon as I would give someone a win or if they were just signed and were riding that high of like, yes, I said yes to myself and this is going to be awesome. I would say, yeah, do you know anyone who might benefit from joining you here? Do you know anyone who's struggling with the same things? If you could connect me, that would be great right? They're excited to work with you in that moment. They haven't even seen what you're fully able to do, but they're in that excitement of making that purchasing decision. And so actually my previous group program, one of the first emails was want to be 74% more likely to make your investment back. Invite a friend to be here with you. Here's a coupon code for their first month free. And people would refer people. They would drop people into the group. And when they would join, they would stay because they had an incredible experience. So pay attention and look for those little pockets of great energy and momentum and joy and satisfaction that your customers are having And that is the moment to ask for a video testimonial. That's the moment to ask for a referral. That's the moment to make them an upsell offer. Those little pockets are the key to your success a lot of the time. And the easier and quicker it is for someone to say yes and do that thing, the more you can enable or empower them to do what you're asking them to do the more likely you are to get a yes or to get a quick response or to get exactly what you are hoping you would get from them.